The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of The Regular Guy. And I am John Engelhardt and excited to be here with you because there's going to be a common theme uh, throughout the next, next couple of weeks in the show. And that will be the fact that uh, it is 40 days of unadulterated, fantastic racing at Saratoga. And, uh, you know, just you go online, you go anywhere, and it's like it's all anybody's talking about is, oh, my God, you know, Saratoga is back. And uh, and it is. So uh, we are going to bring in a very special guy because he writes the Saratoga special along with the, his compadres, the Clancy brothers. And that is none other than Tom Law. As you know, I have Tom on three, if I'm lucky, four times a week. But I always have him on uh, on opening day at Saratoga and the closing week of Saratoga to see if he survived. Now, the, the Saratoga special uh, <laughs> really is special, quite frankly. Uh, it, it's just a, it's an amazing piece of work that these guys put together. And I want to tell you, you could you could be a part of it. Uh, it's free and it's online. You can pull down the PDF. Uh, the, the and the work that these people do. It's a it's a big team, and I'm not gonna. Uh, Give you all the details. I'll let uh, Tom Law do that, but uh, it's it's just a fantastic publication, and I am not being paid to tout them. I'd like you to know, uh, but it, it's just uh, it's humorous. It's uh, extremely informative. Um, it gives you great insight into the people and the horses that you're going to see in the upcoming weeks. Uh, it, it's you know license plate of the day. Uh, you know, quotes from people. And then, of course, the great photography of uh, Todd Marks. Uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about it, but I'm just, in case you're not hip to it, because I talked to a very close friend of mine the other day, and he goes, no, I, I don't get the Saratoga special. I'm like, why not? It doesn't cost anything. And it's Saratoga time. They got the entries. They got the handicapping, stakes previews. Uh, they do stable tours. Uh, but anyhow, once again, I won't get in front of uh, uh, the work of and the word of Tom Law. I'll let him do that. I know they're just closing out the first edition. Had two graded stakes today. And uh, uh, so that's that's the big thing happening on East. Uh, more towards the central part of uh, the racing world. It's the biggest day of the year for a really uh, welcoming track called Indiana Grand. And they will be running the half a million dollar Indiana Derby. It's a grade three. I know my friend Jenny Reese is doing flips because Mr. Money, who's an Ellis Park uh two-time graduate uh and also the owner is from the area mr money 
will be the favorite in there. And uh, the only bad thing is drew a tough post, drew the 11 post. So uh, we are going to be bringing on Nancy Yuri Holthus to talk with us. Uh, if you've watched Indiana Grand, and I hope you have, um, they always present a good card, and they get a lot of full fields. Uh, she is the race analyst there at Indiana Grand, and uh, she has a very interesting background herself. I don't know if I went into it enough uh, the time I interviewed her uh, for uh, Oaklawn Park, but uh, she uh, has uh, done everything. You see her on the air, but she was the stall superintendent for 10 years at Hollywood Park, and uh, she also worked in the racing office in Chicago. So I'm going to talk to her about that. Uh, I know that uh, she's also uh, very familiar with hands-on with horses uh, with her husband, Paul, Paul Holthus. Uh, so those are our two guests, and that's kind of the, the picture that I'm painting right now of uh, what's going to what's going to come up tonight. Well, we already had, like I said, our first uh, grade two stakes, uh, one that's always a believe in recent years uh been the opening day feature now here's the whole thing folks saratoga's racing 40 days but they're racing more time <laughs> in other words they're starting early they usually start on a friday they started on a thursday but they still kept the schuylerville uh as uh the opening day feature now once again, you're going to see it this time of year as a kid that grew up in upstate New York. Uh, the clouds open, it rains, it rains hard, and then it blows away, and you look at the sky, and you go, oh, it's a great day. And then you look at the main track, and you go, holy cow, I guess it did rain here, and it did up at Saratoga today. It wasn't that bad in the beginning. Uh, the main track uh, remained dry. Uh, there were storms around the area. So the first three dirt races, no problem. And then by the fourth race, down it came. And it left it uh, pretty much what we used to call in the old days sloppy. Now you always get sloppy sealed. but uh, So it was the, considered a, on the sloppier side of muddy. Because when it rains up there, it does rain. But uh, it was a horse by the name of Comical, who was made the second choice and uh Beat her stablemate, Shippy, who's uh, now in the Doug O'Neill barn, I believe. Uh, the uh, comical was a $100,000 Keeneland September grad. And uh, she was asked to move with, uh, you know, kiss the girl who was the uh, uh, the clear third favorite. Uh, one spot back was Shippy. But uh, when they got home, it was comical. Taking it down in a one-two finish for Into Mischief. How hot is this sire? Haven't pulled down the recent stats, but I would say after today, he's either at or in second spot on the sire list in North America. Into Mischief uh, stands at Spendthrift Farm, and he's a son of, uh, I believe, Ohio bred Harlan's Holiday. Hey, here's a name you haven't heard in a while. How about Game Winner? That's right. Last year's two-year-old champ uh, has yet to regain his uh, form that got him to be an Eclipse Award winner, but he's hoping to get his mojo back in the Los Alamitos Derby. So uh, what most people are saying, it'll be little more than a paid public workout. Uh, he's only going to face three horses in the grade three $150,000 Los Alamitos Derby. 
Of course, uh, that Eclipse Award winner, game winner, trained by none other than Bob Baffert. So he's hoping to use this as a stepping stone uh, to the Travers Stakes, hoping that he's the horse has got his head on right. He's back physically. He feels good. He never had a bad injury. He just didn't fire in the, in the races uh, that he was in. It just it hasn't gone as planned thus far. And, uh, you know, he was undefeated in his four races last year. So we'll find out. Uh, according to Baffert, he says uh, he just went off form, but I think we can get him back. And, uh, you know, Baffert, no stranger to Los Alamitos. He started out there 30 years ago when he left Arizona. So uh, he's had some really good five and six furlong works uh, for game winner. And uh, again, should he win this, he's going to go up over the $2 million mark. And it'll be very interesting to see if he does make it to the Travers because anybody and everybody wants to go to the Travers this year. Uh, We'll be getting much closer to that when we get into August, uh, but we'll run the, that schedule down with Tom Law later, all the big races at Saratoga. Uh, but, uh, you know, as a backup plan, Baffert has Kingley in the race, winner of the California Derby at Golden Gate. And uh, uh, so, again, uh, we will uh, be looking for that and... Let me shovel my papers around here. Now, when we last spoke, I know we were off for the 4th of July, so I didn't have a chance to uh, be with you folks. Uh, we were talking to John Siskos up there north of the border about Canadians' uh, first leg of the Triple Crown, the $1 million Queen's Plate. Uh, it a uh, million-dollar race, again, the Queen's Plate mile and a quarter for three-year-olds and getting the job done was one bad boy in wire-to-wire fashion. We talked about trainer Richard Baltus electing to uh, take the uh, blinkers off and he did and obviously he looked at his surroundings and says I'm getting away from these horses and decided to take off uh, one by three and a half lengths over Avis Flatter uh, who was an easy three and a quarter lengths over Tone Broke. So the famous Queen's Plate is in the bag, and we covered it last time I spoke to you. Also up there at Woodbine, the Grade 1 Highlander. Now, this is a, a rare Grade 1 six furlong race, and the winner in here, Wet Your Whistle, a uh, son of Stroll, uh, who I know doesn't stand in Kentucky anymore. He used to stand at Claiborne Farm. Uh, and anyhow, Wet Your will. Wet your whistle. Uh, Rally late. The win by a length and a half. That's the Highlander. It's a sprint. Second was an extravagant th- kid. And third was White Flag. Then we went on to the grade two Dance Smartly, named after that great Canadian mare. And uh, the winner was, as predicted, Holy Helena. Javier Castellano up there to ride for uh, Jimmy Jerkins. Uh, Holy Helena, uh, who had to check an altar in the New York stakes, gets the job done in the grade two dance smartly. In the second spot, the horse that was the co-favorite just about, Starship Jubilee, had experience up there at no, not <laughs> up at Woodbine. Horse for course had won four of her ten lifetime starts there for earnings of $347, but checked 
in in the second spot and third was long shot art of almost and again those were races we handicapped with john siscos and we also looked at the king edward one mile on the turf the winner in there another favorite synchrony Got up late. Again, Javier Castellano not wasting his passport north of the border. This time, Michael Stidham was the trainer. Synchrony winning his ninth career race and edging towards that million-dollar mark. In the second spot was Curlin's honor, who had the lead in the stretch, but got caught. And third, just say the word. So, again, trying to uh, catch up on a lot of the races i haven't uh, had a chance to be on air with you live for two weeks and uh, no time to recap them all but uh, we do have time to take a break and look at the best races in the midwest of north america this week we're going to indiana grand we're going with nancy yuri holthus i'm john engelhart you're listening to winning ponies we'll be right back Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full field with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, the last time I spoke to this woman was when she was covering the races uh, down at Hot Springs at Oaklawn Park. What a beautiful place that is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Nancy Yuri is with us again. She's a native of Hot Springs, uh, uh, and uh, so gives her good reason that she uh, you know, met her husband there. He's from the Holthus family. Of course, anybody that's familiar with racing uh, down there will remember Bob Holthus and what a great guy 
guy and champion trainer was for so many years. Uh, but boy, she's uh, broke out on her own. Uh, you, you see her, you know, at Indiana Grand as the on-air paddock analyst. Uh, does a lot of work for Oklahoma Park, and uh, you know, and is hands-on too. Uh, she does a little bit of horse work in the morning. Nancy, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for having me on. I think for the fourth consecutive year, we're going to have a dry day slash evening at Indiana Grand. And uh, you will not hear me complain about that. It's been a fairly wet summer up here, so uh, I will welcome the warmth and the dryness for this Saturday evening. No, I, I'm not far from you. I'll, I'll be a part of uh, JR Communications, uh, headed up by Jenny Reese. Uh, I've been teamed up with her for the last three years, uh, covering uh, uh, the Oaks, the Derby, and all of the you know solid stakes races uh, that you're going to have Saturday on the undercard. I believe there's uh, six stakes altogether. Am I correct? Absolutely. Six stakes. Uh, totaling $1.1 million, and uh, actually saw Jenny this morning. Uh, Rachel McLaughlin and I headed down to Louisville to talk to some of the Derby contenders and uh, got to see some training and on the road bright and early, so no rest for the weary. No, but you get to kick back just a little bit after Saturday, but it is, as I've been touting, uh, the biggest uh, uh, card of the year for, for you folks at Indiana Grand, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's the biggest uh, day this summer in the state of Indiana. It's actually Indiana's uh, biggest rate. So it's a grade three, half a million dollars, uh, one of the best derbies this summer after the Kentucky Derby. And it wound up being a fantastic field of 11 and obviously highlighted by Mr. Money. You know, Brett Calhoun, trainer, was kind of on the fence. Uh, between running in the Indiana Derby, which is in his backyard, basically being stabled at Churchill Downs, or heading to the Haskell. But there were maybe some uh, questions about transportation, getting all the way to New Jersey, obviously a very much easier ship just going down the road less than two hours in Shelbyville, Indiana. So taking the easier ship and still half a million dollar purse grade three stakes and proving if he can show up on Saturday night, there's still a lot of money left on the table for the rest of the summer. Uh, you know, and there is, and I just know, you know, I've been, you know, checking out the, the national media and th this horse is highly, highly regarded. Uh, a lot of people say he might be one of the best of his generation. They'll just have to find out down the road. But, but before we get to the races, and I do want, want to take a closer look at uh, both the Derby and the Oaks, Nancy, is uh, I want to find out a little bit more about your background and introduce you to our audience. I mean, uh, did you just walk into an announcer's booth and pick up a racing form and start talking into a camera? <laughs> Well, no, I didn't. I'm actually third generation uh, race tracker. My dad and my grandfather were both jockeys, uh, then tr turned trainer. Uh, but by the time I grew up, my uh, both of them had gotten off the track. So I uh, grew up just a regular kid, not having a whole lot of knowledge about the racetrack, with the exception of the stories that I had grown up with, but I had always heard 
don't set foot on the backside of a racetrack. So the first <laughs> thing I did when I turned 18, I went to get a hot walking job. So had some uh, family friends that were affiliated with a racetrack. And uh, as soon as I got out of high school, started uh, making left-hand turns and went to a local college there in Hot Springs after I graduated high school and was going to a college in the mornings at after a, a hot walking gig. So through some connections, got into the racing office very shortly thereafter, started as a racing official and decided that that's really what I wanted to do. So that wound up uh, taking me to the racing offices in Chicago and then wound up working in the test barns also at Oaklawn Park for about seven years. That eventually led to a uh, going out to Hollywood Park where I was stallman for a little over a decade. And through some connections, I was roommates with Kate and Bradar, uh, who a lot of people know as a oh, yeah. uh, one of the best on-air talents in the country. And TVG was looking for some freelancers. I had done a little bit of a replay show at Hawthorne uh, for a couple of seasons. They were looking for freelancers at TVG. I put in an audition tape, and the rest is history. I wound up working uh, dark days. Uh, at TVG when I wasn't at Hollywood Park on the backside, and it just kind of grew from there. So when I wound up going back to Oaklawn, I approached them about working at my all-time favorite track in my in my own backyard and was uh, welcomed with open arms. And it was always my dream to uh, be back home at Oaklawn because my folks are still there, and I wound up meeting Paul after all those years living in Los Angeles, I wound up marrying a guy from Hot Springs, Arkansas. So who would have thought? <laughs> so it, everything everything worked out for a reason. So I've just tickled pink to be in an industry that my family has been in for generations. And obviously my husband's family has as well. So it's uh, I honestly don't know what else I would be doing. So I get to uh, talk about horses in the afternoons and spend time with my own horses in the morning back at the barn. So uh, it's absolutely uh, a, a terrific industry that I, uh, I'm very grateful and humbled to be a part of. Well, uh, Nancy, Yuri, uh, I just want to tell you, I, I always love it, and, it, and it's in your voice, it's in your spirit, when I f- get to meet and talk with people that have followed their bliss and that, that, that their career becomes you know, a part of their life and the fact that uh, at some point in time, they always thought, gee, I wonder if, and uh, you have certainly uh, you know, more than accomplished uh, what you set out to do, but you do it very well. Uh, I, I know that you get a lot of compliments uh, from my friends that that watch uh, Indiana Grand. And uh, so, A, congratulations on that. And B, help me break down this Indiana Oaks because I've just, I, I think that the story of the night would be if Sophie Doyle came into town and one with street band she I've, I've known her for for several years since she came over uh, i've gotten to, to to meet parts of her family and uh, sophie is just such a doll uh the kentucky oaks just uh, you know after having a tough uh, get-go never had a chance to get back in the race and uh but since then you know 
Larry Jones knows how to get a horse ready for a race. And the fact that he has had his eye on the Indiana Oaks and Sophie Doyle uh, came up to work the horse the other day who had a really good go at, at Churchill Downs. Uh, this would be the story of the night, my opinion. I don't know if she's the favorite, but she's the one I'm rooting for. Well, she actually is the 5-2 to two favorite, and I think it's fantastic because the Indiana Oaks is the this year is the largest group of three-year-old fillies in the 24 history of the race. So I think it's fantastic, and Sophie would actually be the first female jockey to win the Indiana Oaks. And I'm sure you know, I'm not sure if your listeners know, but Sophie's brother, James, is extremely an accomplished jockey across the pond. Uh, If anybody was watching Royal Ascot just a couple of weeks ago, his name was everywhere. Top headline news. Um, So it would be so fantastic for her to be in the spotlight over here. Um, She's an extremely talented writer and to see her get the due in this highlight event would be absolutely wonderful. And, you know, a lot of times when you see uh, trainers or even owners with these extremely uh, accomplished horses, a lot of times when these big races come up, sometimes they'll go to a bigger rider name. Um, but I like that they stuck with Sophie. This filly really responds with her. So I like the fact that, you know, they stuck with her. So, uh, you know, Gabe Saez broke this filly's maiden uh, back at Ellis Park last September. Uh, so Sophie actually rode her uh, at the fairgrounds. So very interestingly enough, you know, they, they kept Sophie on her. So Sophie actually uh, scored a very nice first-level allowance on her at the fairgrounds, then kept her on for the fairgrounds Oaks. And, you know, going into the into the uh, Kentucky Oaks, I'm sure that, that Larry's phone was ringing off the wall uh, with some big-name riders, but absolutely not. I love the commitment there that the connection stuck with Sophie, and uh, she is the 5-2 to two morning line favorite, and... Yeah, as you mentioned, Sophie drove from Arlington uh, down to Churchill on July 8th, 5 8 in 59 and 4, the second fastest of 10 that morning. And uh, she's proven that she, she responds pretty well. And I think the Kentucky Oaks is almost like the Kentucky Derby for those that compete in that race. You're not going to get a good trip, whether you set out for that course or not. So a lot of times those races, to me, are just throwout races. So for me, Street Band's Kentucky Oaks is a definite throwout race. I love it. I love it. Okay, we're talking with Nancy Yuri Again, big, uh, shall I say, evening at, at Indiana Grand. It's supposed to be good weather, which is fantastic. We're going to get a level playing field. Let's move on to uh, the boys in the spotlight, the grade three Indiana Derby. I think I already uh, you know, tipped my hand and uh, talked about a horse that's uh, being looked at nationally as one of the rising three-year-olds on the scene, and that's Mr. Money. Uh, didn't go in, in the Kentucky Derby. He was very impressive in the Pat Day Mile. Came right Right back in the Matt win. We already name dropped games, Gab, Gabe Saez. Um, it looks like everything's going in the right direction, except for maybe the post position for this horse. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I actually texted Brett 
very shortly after the draw this last Wednesday and uh, said 11 of 11 and used my, my thumb emojis, thumb up or down, uh, you know, in regards to his thoughts. He said, well, you know, ideally he would have liked to have been two or three stalls to the inside, but, you know, you deal with the hand you're dealt. So uh, I think he's got enough class that he is going to be able to overcome. As I mentioned, we went down to Churchill Downs this morning to watch uh, Mr. Money just school in the gate. He he stood there, and it was first after the break, and there were a good 15 horses behind the gate. And, you know, kind of several were more patient than others, to put it nicely, and he stood there like pure class that he is. So I like that he was, you know, not warm. He, you know, not getting worked up. He kind of looked at the other horses as if to say, you really need to calm down. So (laughs) I like that he was just, you know, kind of in his own element. I really liked that. So after the gate, uh, he went and just extremely, uh, a very, very strong gallop for him this afternoon. So I really did enjoy seeing that. And again, I'm not super concerned about that far outside post. So uh, I think that he is, uh, this mile on a 16th is definitely going to cement him uh, as a very strong three-year-old for this uh, second half of 2019. And it's going to be interesting to see where he goes from here, whether or not it's the West Virginia Derby, the Travers, or uh, what's going to be next uh, on his schedule. Well, he does look like a horse that if they shop him around, uh, he, like Smartin and Woody Stevens can make a whole lot of money without banging his head against the wall. Uh, Nancy Uri, thanks so much for joining us. And I hope I get a chance to say hi de ho to you uh, tomorrow. I'll be pretty busy uh, once the stakes uh, uh, churn up, but I'll try to stop by and say hi to you uh, previous to when the action starts. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, Thanks so much for having me on, and I guarantee a fantastic night of racing at Indiana Grand. A lot of big fields, a lot of good horses. That was Nancy Urie. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to the guy that joins the Clancy Brothers in putting together the Saratoga special, none other than Tom Law. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full field with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. 
speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, I'm back with me. I managed to get him close to four times a year. Yeah, I'd like for him to, you know, always chime in on the beginning and the end of the Saratoga meet. But I, I value Tom's opinion when it comes to the big races. Usually try to bring him in around the Kentucky Derby and hopefully around the Breeders' Cup uh, because I do, I do respect the man. And uh, he does go to a window every now and then and uh, bet on the speed of a steed. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, as I head up the top of the program it it's ready for 40 days of bliss it's extended um it's uh, it's a little bit longer um it's uh it's more like back in the days when i went there in 1882 and you know we started this time of year <laughs> <laughs> and but what, what what has become now uh you know just to me that that the uh the most readable, informative, even if you don't bet on a race, even if you don't go there, uh, to pull down the Saratoga special. And with me now is uh, Tom Law, who's the managing editor of ST Publishing, along with his friends, uh, the Clancy brothers, and a good team. Tom, how'd you survive the first live day? I survived, and uh, I'm dry, and uh, I was a little wet earlier today, but... Uh, I'm actually standing outside our office right now, which is right next to the Phasic Tipton Saratoga sales grounds. And, uh, it's a beautiful, uh, night here. It's still a little cloudy, but it's supposed to be, supposed to be awesome the rest of the week. But opening day on, uh, July 11th certainly had a, a much different feel than it does, uh, than it did, you know, when I was a kid growing up when it was in August. And, uh, it certainly has a little different feel than it's had the last few years when it was, uh, a week later. Yeah, you know, but you know, I, I was reading your, your your article in there, and some of the people you talked to, like uh, my long lost cousin Jeremiah Engelhart and uh, Shug McGee, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, it's just I guess something you, we've got to adapt to, and quite frankly, in my mind, it's a good thing. It, it's a good thing on a, on a lot of levels, and I'm not there, but I'm just thinking. The, obviously, it's great for the city of Saratoga because they're going to have these people up there visiting, and, and I have so many friends that go up there, and they love to, on a dark day, to go to whatever, Lake George or Plattsburgh or the Baseball Hall of Fame, and they, you know, people that nor, aren't normally in that region of the world, and uh, so they'll have time to do that, and then everybody else can kind of ease in and take a couple days off and uh it's still it's not going to take away anything all the great races and you listed them in the saratoga special today uh, are still going to be there absolutely yeah the 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 two dark days are really going to be beneficial and i'm really glad that they 
that they did it. I mean, it follows the rest of the nation, you know, which takes, you know, all the premier meets to Keeneland and everywhere. They're doing two dark days. And, and it gives it, 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 I really like it because it actually gives the horsemen a little bit of a break. I mean, I know I used to see guys, the horsemen, the trainers, uh, you know, the, the help and the gate crew guys just like worn out after a, a six day race week. And then you just had like one day, to, like do your laundry and get your dry cleaning and, you know, maybe uh, enjoy the town a little bit, but now you got the whole extra day. Uh, you know, I live here year round, so I I know a lot of the locals. I know a lot of business owners, and you know, a lot of them were, are are excited about it. They they hope that it, it it leads to more business, that people stick around. You know, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the traffic in Saratoga is very seasonal, so like people will come for the entire season uh, versus maybe just coming for like a weekend. So. Um, you know, the people that are here for the entire season, like you said, they're going to be looking for stuff to do, uh, when the track is dark on those days. And, and like, uh, like Jeremiah told me, he, he basically said, you know, the whole extra day kind of gives you like, you have the rest day and then you spend that next day kind of like starting to rev yourself up again to be excited to get to get back to the races on, on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, I, I like that feeling, you know, I kind of had, I had a very similar feeling, uh, myself this week, uh, kind of getting ready for the first edition of the special by around Monday and Tuesday, you know, I was kind of tired of doing all my prelim work. I was like, let's go, let's get this meet started. I'm ready. You know? So, you know, once it's here, it's here. And, and as you said, uh, day one already in the books, so it was only 39, uh, days to go, <laughs> but, uh, we're going to go all the way to labor day. And, uh, you know, it feels funny to kind of say that cause to think about labor day, but at the same time, you know, Saratoga is, is awesome almost on every single day. And, you know, just while I was walking around the stable area the other day with one of our new interns and I was like, I told her, I said, it, it doesn't feel like, it feels like I never left. It still feels like when I was here in September kind of closing out the meet last year. So, uh, you know, Saratoga is, uh, you know, it's used to be the August place to be and now it's the, now it's the July and August place to be. So I guess the summer, summer place to be. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I, I tried to, as much as I could, paint the picture for anybody that's not familiar with the Saratoga special. Uh, and by the way, yep. this is not a paid endorsement. I want everybody to know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but, you know, just, you know, the here and there, the by the numbers, license plates of the day, uh, names of the day, uh, worth repeating, quotes that you overheard people say or things that came up, uh, people that came up and said things to you. It, it's it's really, in some respects, uh, no disrespect, it's comical. It is. Well, we try to keep it. I always say we we take it, we take the work very seriously but we don't take ourselves very seriously, um, you know, it, 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 and we try to keep it as light as we can. And, and to paint the picture of the paper, I tell people this all the time. I say, we're kind of like a, we're a publication for neophyte racing fans. And we're a publication for really serious thoroughbred insiders. And people are like, how can that possibly be? Like, how can you appeal to sort of novice fans, but also, appeal to horsemen that are very, you know, grizzled and, and serious. And, you know, the, the combination of all the content, some of which you described, uh, sort of, and our Sean, Joe, and myself's experience along with, uh, uh, the rest of our team of writers that we have in the summer, you know, really appeals to a lot of horsemen. They know that we, they know that we understand the game and, 
They know that we really like the game, uh, you know, because we're, we're really fans, you know, like a lot of like a lot of reporters are that covered different sports. Uh, but you know, we're, we're obviously like you and just like you, John, we're heavily invested Our we've invested our, our lives, uh, in the sport of thoroughbred racing. And, and I think it, I, I know for a fact it comes out in Sean and Joe's work that I, that I, I'm blessed to read, uh, every day. Um, you know, and, and the same goes for a lot of the, the staff that we hire in the summer. They are quite often college students and, or, uh, people that are just out of college, and wanting to embark on a career in the thoroughbred industry, whether that's as a member of the media or, you know, anything. They, want, they just want to get involved in the game, and, you know, you can see the passion in them. And, and that really fuels us, I think, and kind of pushes us, from, pushes, up from, pushes us up from under. And we're kind of like, all right, we've got these young kids coming up from under us, and we're going we're gonna to rise up, and we're going to try to rally them and, and, and keep their passion fueled, and at the same time, uh, it keeps us going and keeps us excited too. Well, and it, it, it shows in results. The other thing is, and I know I've told you this before, and I and I hope you pass this along to him. I, I think Todd Marks is one of the most uh, uh, hardworking and uh, exceptional photographers of our generation. Yeah, I tell him that. Uh, you, you've mentioned that to me before, and uh, he always really appreciates hearing that from from people, and especially from somebody like you that, that is a, is an accomplished photographer and, and a longstanding member of the business yourself. He, he does appreciate that. Uh, he had an amazing cover on today's edition. Uh, you know, if, yes. if you're, uh, if your listeners want to go to, uh, this is horse racing.com, you can click on, you can find the digital edition, uh, every day on there, but the, 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 uh, uh, the opening day edition is just, it's just amazing. I, I want people to just go look at it. I won't even, describe it you know like it's uh, it's just a great todd marks classic todd marks image um and uh you know just another plug if, you, if you're interested in the paper uh you can get you can sign up for our email list and basically we'll send you an email every night and it'll pop into your inbox when the paper is available so you'll be able to read the paper you know last night it went out at you were able to read the digital last night at 10 o'clock at night you know it's kind of like i was writing stories that said Today in Saratoga, and it was really I'm re- I was really referring to Thursday, but you right. could have been reading the paper on on Wednesday night. And of course, obviously, you can get the paper here in Saratoga, all over town at the track in the grandstand clubhouse, and at uh, some of the you know many of the the watering holes around town. Some of our favorite watering holes, of course, have it, and uh, hotels and convenience stores and grocery stores and and everywhere has the paper all over town. All right, Tom. Now there's. Uh... A, a yeah. new angle you guys are working this year with your reading club. You want to go into that because yeah. I'm joining. Sure, sure. We um, you know, we we hear from from readers and from our fans, uh, people that really love the paper all the time, and they tell us how much they like the paper. And we, you know, we really wish we could do something for you guys uh, to sort of help the paper. And they'll say, we'll say, oh, well, you know, you could you could take out an ad, or you know, somebody that has a business maybe tout, tout our paper to them. And, 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 and that just didn't really fit for a lot of people. So we came up with this concept and we did not really engineer the concept. We got the idea from a, a couple of different sources, like uh, NPR stations do this. Uh, a lot of community weekly type newspapers uh, do this. I, there's a, there's a paper that I'm real familiar with that's up in Vermont called seven days. They started like a readers, a, a loyalty readers program. 
So we rolled out like this, what we called a, the, the, the special readers club for people that are fans of the paper that kind of want to contribute in some kind of way and join our little community of special, uh, you know, club, our, our readers club. And, and if you become a, a member of the readers club for $35, you get a Saratoga special hat, you get a, a, a really nice, uh, readers club, uh, sticker, which uh, I have them sitting on my desk, actually, right now. Just looking at them a minute ago. Uh, and, and also, we're going to throw in some more perks uh, throughout the, the year. Um, I don't want to make any promises, but next year is our 20th anniversary, 20th year of publishing the paper. Ah. And we've talked, about, we've talked about maybe having some kind of event. Um, and I think our Readers Club people will probably be invited to that event. Again, I don't want to – I'm not making any promises because – we always come up with these great elaborate plans, and then we realize, wait, we got to do a daily newspaper during Saratoga. <laughs> we're we're pretty uh, we're pretty wrung out from doing that. We might not want to overcommit. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I do think we're gonna we're gonna try to do something, and and we'll have other perks as well. You know, like we have uh, great access to a lot of a lot of people in the industry that um, know that we are trying to promote the game, and we're trying to be positive influencers of the game. So. And we want to be able to reward our readers. And, and another thing that we're going to do is we're going to, we, we send out the email blast that the paper is ready. Actually, you get the email blast early and you get to get a sort of a first look at the paper a little bit before it actually goes live on the public type website. So you'll, you'll get it like super early. You know, you're kind of like a super readers club member and, and get the paper a little bit early. Like I said, it's only $35. You can go on our website. There's all kinds of buttons for it at thisishorseracing.com. And uh, we've, had, we've gotten good support so far. We haven't even really rolled out any uh, advertising or promotion in the paper yet for it. But uh, we ran a, a story on the, on the site. We sent out a, uh, a very early uh, email blast. We have not even sent a, a whole email uh, blast to our, to our full list yet. Um, you know, because these kind of things are... Uh, I've talked to some other publications that did this unrelated to horse racing and, and they all kind of said the same thing. And we kind of agree that when you roll something out like this, you're kind of like saying, Hey, join our club and, and give us money. A lot of times people are like, what's going on? You know, like, are you guys hurting for money? And, and we're not like our business is strong. Uh, you know, our business could always be better. We could always sell some more ads and we could always have a little bit more uh, support in that way. But our business has, has been very, very strong in the last several years. And like I said, we rolled it out. This is not going to make a difference in our business at all, but we wanted to roll something out where our loyal readers could really sort of feel like they belong to something and, and be part of a, of a community, maybe more so than they already were as fans of the paper. Like, I can't go through the track uh, in the morning or the afternoon without running into people that I've met over the years that say how much they really like the paper. Uh, you know, they asked about how are the Clancy's doing and, 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 you know, when's the first issue come out, but this is a different, a different kind of thing. Well, you're talking to one right now. Well, listen, a lot of people listen to this program to try to get some insight, uh, from people that know about what's happening around the oval there at Saratoga. So Tom, I'm going to, you know, ask you to take a look at a couple of races. Um, sure. The Sanford will forever be etched in my mind. And the reason is I was there in 1977 
the first time mm-hmm. a young man by the name of Steve Cawthon rode mm-hmm. affirmed. And that day he mm-hmm. built Tilt Up and Jet Diplomacy, who ended up being really good, fast horses. And this race, the Sanford, I can't believe it only drew such a short field, but two-year-olds are two-year-olds these days. But, you know, if you look at some of the horses, Maria's Mon, uh, Kelly Kip, City Zip. How about a horse by the name of Scat Daddy, Reddy's mm-hmm. Image? I mean, uh, this race is almost like a uh, a mark as a sire, a sire's down the road. But just because it, it's a six for a long race, uh, horses like Affirmed and Secretariat won this race. They yeah. grow up to be good horses. Yeah, I, I should say. They grew up to be uh, <laughs> some of the best uh, that we've ever seen. Um, and, yeah, I always, I always say, well, Secretariat won the Sanford, and people are like, "Oh, really?" You know, and and, and affirmed won the Sanford. Uh, it's uh, it's it's one of the longest uh, standing races uh, here at Saratoga Racecourse that that was run back in the way way back when. Um, if I'm yeah, not mistaken, nineteenth, nineteen Yeah, yeah, it's the race that upset beat uh, Man of War. I believe he beat him in the Sanford. Um, so yes, it's, uh, there's a lot yes. of history. Nineteen nineteen. Yeah. I was there for that. Oh, great. All right. Well, you were a little older, so, I mean, you were at the 1882 meeting, which, like, as you referenced, also <laughs> opened on July 11th and was also 40 days. I'm, it was crazy. We were joking in the office last night. We said, I said, well, I wonder, they, they opened on July 11th. Did they run until Labor Day? And Joe Clancy says to me, do you think they even had Labor Day in 1882? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, probably not. You know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, uh, but back to the Sanford, uh, like you said, they only, they only got five. Uh, not exactly sure who they're all afraid of, but um, like you said, there's, uh, you know, two-year-olds being two-year-olds. Sometimes you'll, you might see the, uh, the Saratoga Special, uh, which is not named after our paper, but uh, we like to kind of joke that it is, later in the meet. Um, you know, may have more horses. And of course the hopeful will have some too. And, you know, Saratoga is kind of funny. You'll see a lot of the maiden races early on that are just loaded with a lot of the talented horses and those horses go on to the hopeful at the end. But, uh, yeah, this one's a, this one's a tough one to figure. You know, you got a uh, California horse, a raging whiskey shipping in, uh, for Doug O'Neill making a first start for Doug O'Neill. Um, and, and, and Doug won the, the Schuylerville today with comical, and another California horse listing won the quick call today. Today, uh, you know, I was looking at uh, by your side on the outside, Eddie Keneally's horse. You know, ran really well at Churchill Downs first time out to win. Um, and uh, even even uh, Kusina, who is uh, Mark Cassie's horse, ran well in the debut. Graduated in the second start and off the turf race uh, should be pretty good. Uh, haven't made my picks yet, but if I was leaning towards someone, I think I. I think I'm just going to go with Doug O'Neill just because he's got a little bit of the of the hot hand here on the East Coast. That's raging whiskey. Yeah, I uh, do believe Source ran really well today uh, in the Schuylerville. I think it ended up running second, but I digress. I want to look at uh, at this week's races, and I'm going to try to get the big one in, and if if we can, we'll go yep. backwards and uh, and take the uh, Forbidden Apple. Uh, but the, the Diana, the great Diana. one, mm-hmm. half a million dollars. Uh, do we just box the Chad Brown horses in here or what? Yeah, he's got four. Uh, Tice, uh, Rushing Fall, who will probably be the favorite. Uh, Sister Charlie, who, of course, is the uh, Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Turf winner, making her debut on the season. And then Homerique on the outside, who has uh, you know, really done nothing wrong since coming to the United States. 
and then and then uh, Graham Motion with Secret Massage and and uh, Bill Mott with Mitchell Road, who just happens to be a half sister to uh, Kentucky Derby winner uh, Country House. Uh, it's going to be tough. I think it's it's <laughs> obviously the race goes through Chad. It's going to be very very tough. I mean, uh, Rushing Fall and Sister Charlie both uh, both one for one at Saratoga. You know that's a key handicapping angle that I like horses that have, have run well on the turf at Saratoga in the past or the dirt, uh, is a, is a good angle. Cause it can be a little tricky. It's a different course than they may see at, at Belmont with a little bit, uh, tighter turns than they'll run at Belmont and, and different than maybe the turf courses at Churchill or Keeneland or, or, or in California or Arlington. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a really competitive race. I think you look at sister Charlie coming off the layoff, Chad is, is solid off the layoff, but uh, you know, rushing fall might have the jump on her with a couple races under her belt this year. All right, we're talking with Tom Law. I will say of the Saratoga special, though I could pack his name on a lot, a lot of other things, like the president of the National Turf Writers and Broadcasters of America, not the vice president That's anymore. Right. But that, anyhow, That's right. tell president, me I got yeah. about a minute and a half. Did you look at the uh, Tomorrow's Forbidden Apple on the inner turf, I hope? Sure did. It's got uh, a good field. They got uh, they got uh, Voodoo Song, of course, won the four-star Dave last year, and he's five for six at Saratoga. He won, he won four races at the uh, 2017 meet. He's a kind of a cool horse that uh, New York bred Linda Rice trains. Uh, I, I picked Chad Brown's horse, Made You Look, who actually might be a little bit of decent price with Voodoo Song taking a lot of money. And I think March to the Arch, who won the Wise Dan last time, uh, he might run well too. Maybe just hoping that Voodoo Song might, might need a race. And, and the, the turf got a little bit soft today. So uh, going for maybe a little bit of an upset in the Forbidden Apple. Okay. Yeah, well, I saw where, you know, they, they did at least run the stakes on the turf, but boy, they yeah. were kicking up some divots, but it does look like they got they the fence off the hedge, you know, cause the last thing you want to do, and I've worked at several tracks is, um, tear up that turf course early in the meet. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I know. I, I'm sure they employ enough people to go back and put those divots in and try, try to get it back to the, the way it's supposed to be. Um, well, Tom, thanks a for your insight. They're telling me I only got a minute to close. So, okay. In, in 30 seconds, say everything yep. you want to all of our viewers about Saratoga and the Saratoga Special. All right. First, come to Saratoga if you've never been. If you've been to Saratoga, come back because it is awesome and it's alive and the town is, is really uh, going to come alive this weekend. Uh, opening weekend, Dave Matthews Band in town. Saratoga Special. Uh, we got 34 issues on the season. You can get the digital edition at thoroughbredtimes.com. I should throw in that Eclipse Thoroughbred Partners is a sponsor of our digital edition this year. You can get the paper also all over town. It's our you know Thursday through Sunday. It, uh, we like to think it's the best racing paper uh, in the world. Uh, we're a little biased, but uh, you know we do a little bit of everything. We have fun. We take it seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> Tom Law, thanks seconds? a million for joining us <laughs> yeah. on Winning Ponies. And uh, I might just play hooky. And uh, if, if I'm coming up there, I'll give you a heads up before I get there. But I am joining your Reader's Club. And I wish you nothing in the Clancy Brothers the best of meets. Appreciate it, John. You're the best. All right. We've been talking with Tom Law. Don't forget. 
big day and big fields over at Indiana Grand. Pull down the easy win forms. They've had some big hits at Indiana Grand within the last week. All right. Well, that wraps up the show. We're out of here. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.